0: So, first up, we're chatting Internet Explorer. For uh, all intents and purposes, your favorite classic browser is Dunzo. So, Internet Explorer has been chugging along since 1995, uh, which is a long time. And as of late, has been kind of memed out of relevance, at least in my circles. I mean, everyone just sort of makes fun of Internet Explorer as being the slowest possible option out there. <laughs> Tyler, do you ever use Internet Explorer anymore? Can you remember the last time you used Internet Explorer?
1: Oh man, the the last time I used it, I think was at my old job in radio. There was like a a like um, employee portal that you had to use Internet Explorer for, and it was like a, you had to go on a on a hunt to find the oldest computer in the building that still had internet explorer for some unknown reason and i think that was the last time it has to be like five years ago at this point uh yeah and uh i but I even honestly, five years ago it was irrelevant right
0: yeah no for sure i mean <laughs> yes by like by 2016 it was already irrelevant yeah like four to five years ago uh it was already starting to get phased out and we'll get to that here in a second but yeah, it's, like, funny to just think about it anecdotally. I legitimately have not gotten on Internet Explorer in what feels like mm-hmm. years. Oh, yeah, and definitely. It, and if I did, it was, like, because I went to the library real quick and had to, like, print something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was the only browser they had available. But on my own personal computers, man, it, it's legitimately been years. Like, maybe even a decade of time where I personally have not used Internet Explorer on any of my personal or work computers. So pretty pretty crazy to think about how much it's just sort of weaned out of relevance. And I'll get into some numbers in a little bit, but that is not just anecdotal. However, to ground what it is we're talking about, only a few days off from its 25th anniversary news has hit the industry that internet explorer is officially dead tyler let's take a moment of silence all right that was great thank you <laughs> internet explorer you will be missed <laughs> proper now proper my- reverence yes for dude. a classic <laughs> microsoft has announced that the web browser has one more year of life so starting august 17th, 2021 Microsoft will end support for the final remaining version of IE, which is IE 11. However, there are aspects of it that are immediately going to be phased out. So uh, starting November 30th, which is going to creep up way sooner than you expect, Microsoft Teams will no longer be supported on Internet Explorer. And uh, once August of next year hits... All tangential Microsoft services, so Outlook, OneDrive, everything in between, will stop supporting Internet Explorer as well. Basically breaking its relevance completely from the rest of the Microsoft suite. And uh, Microsoft will remain in the browser market. So if you didn't know, Microsoft has another browser called Microsoft Edge. Uh, Microsoft Edge runs on Google's Chromium, which is their open source software that powers Chrome. Uh, it's uh, it's a growing and incredibly relevant backend for uh, browsing in today's market, which we'll also get into here in a second. Uh, but yeah, really what we're left with is a Google Chrome powered Microsoft browser from Microsoft and their proprietary software is no longer found in their browser share. Uh, This has been in the cards somewhat for a while, Uh, like I said, Internet Explorer 8, Internet Explorer 9, and Internet Explorer 10 were discontinued back in 2016, leaving the only one operating version still on the market, Internet Explorer 11 for a few years, and now we have a signal date for when that will die. So, Tyler, any just thoughts off the dome? How do you feel about losing IE11? It's, uh, you know, a relic of the past.
1: Well, it's uh, it's particularly interesting now that that we're reaching that point in the internet, and I guess we've we've probably been there for a little while, where things that you that were the dominant industry, uh, standard, you know, like Internet Explorer, have now faded into irrelevance basically you know like yeah. I, I that that's particularly interesting and i guess i guess to a certain extent you know this happened with aol right uh aol was like the way that everybody got online i mean shoot there are movies with uh <laughs> based around aol you know that you've got mail uh whole thing and so you know like it it's it's interesting to that we're to this point where like the second generation of things to come along like AOL was the standard internet Explorer came along uh, once people had like broadband broadband and weren't using dial up anymore and Internet Explorer was dominant for a while and now we've seen that fade into irrelevance and it kind of makes you wonder. What are the things that are popular now that in 10 years we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a big deal. And now it's gone. Um, and so that, that, that's kind of where my, my initial thoughts go is that, uh, that it's just interesting to see the cycle of life in these t- sorts of things.
0: Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, Microsoft is kind of known for missing the jump on some of the um, like emerging technologies. They were behind on mobile considerably and didn't get into mobile until, um, uh, you know, Apple had sort of already claimed that large market share. Um, They, you know, they they put a lot of their stock in personal computing, uh, but as of late, uh, their cloud products and their productivity and and business processes, like those products, um, end up... uh, overtaking personal computing uh, at least that's what we saw in q4 of 2019 we saw their intelligent cloud and productivity services yeah overtake their personal computing and if you look back even just like five years personal computing has spiked up and down and up and down but remained the main way that it Aims to make money, uh, but you know it's interesting to see how these legacy companies w- uh, adapt. You know where they adapt, what they are late to the game on, mm-hmm. and, and where other major companies sort of sneak in and start to uh, you know coexist. Microsoft really is that legacy tech giant, and they uh, you know they've even been hit with antitrust, uh, you know anti monopoly. Uh, legislation back in the day, uh, there was a whole, whole uh, you know suit on them that I think was to divide up uh, uh, two of their services. I honestly don't remember off the top of my head. I read a whole book on it, but I'm I'm blanking right now. Regardless, Microsoft has that legacy, and so it's interesting to see Internet Explorer, which was uh, you know their attempt to uh, kill Netsuite in uh, you know in the og days and um and you know uh get in the browser like the access market right now they're dropping completely off the face of the earth so i agree it is pretty interesting now i want to uh highlight a few other numbers here that i think are important the browser market share worldwide for july 2020 uh, is pretty shocking. Uh, this is based on numbers from StatCounter. For many people, this might not be that like uh, surprising of information. But when you look at the future of you know what Microsoft offers and, and where it is putting its eggs in which baskets it is leaving them, uh, you know it starts to signal why maybe we saw Internet Explorer disappear. So, 66% of the browser market is taken up by Chrome. So Chrome leads by a long shot, because in second place we have Safari at 17%. So we see Chrome um, lead the way. People seem to like the combination of Google as the browser, uh, like software, and Google as the actual access point. Then we get Safari, the built-in Apple uh, and OS browser, Mac OS and iOS. Then we get Firefox at 4%, and from there, it's it's just downhill. So we get Samsung Internet at 3%, Opera at 2%, and then we get Microsoft at the very bottom. Uh, Microsoft Edge only has a 2% market share, and Internet Explorer was at 1% in July of 2020, which I doubt is going to be increasing anytime soon after this news that it is being absolutely abandoned. So uh, when you look at that breakdown... Safari and Firefox uh, and Samsung, you know, they have their own proprietary backend, so that gives us, you know, 25-ish percent, but most other major browsers in the market today, including Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, Brave, Vivaldi, Avast, Opera, they work off of Chromium, which is the hmm. basis of Google Chrome. It's their open-source software. And that gives Google a major market share beyond just Google Chrome that gets to decide features, usability, access, and data collection for Internet access uh, pretty much across the board. And when you have that much of a market share, I think that's really the main story here. Yeah, we're seeing Microsoft step back, but it's like they're stepping back into Microsoft Edge, which is also basically irrelevant. They're maintaining a presence, but it's clearly not where they're making their money, nor where they're retaining their market share. Their market share is still being retained in personal computing, in business computing, and, uh, you know, growing at uh, an exponential rate, their cloud services and their productivity services. So, Tyler, any thoughts on that, on what it has to say for the future of uh, some of these major tech companies?
1: It's a really good question, um, and the, my my most basic, simple answer is I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there is a lot of value for Google in this, right? If they're funneling everybody through Chrome, that's a lot of data that they're that they're able to collect, right? Which we know Google does, and then that that data is valuable to to businesses, to companies. Hey, you want to reach X amount of people at this demographic? All right, we're able to do that, and so I think that that having that type of market share is extremely Beneficial for Google um, because it just means uh, that they're able to continue what their their normal business practices already are.
0: Right, right, right. And you know, I I think it just highlights uh, it highlights the flexibility that a lot of tech companies have now in retaining their relevance because, to some degree, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon uh, you know, Facebook, even like those are the main five right now, they can branch out and offer new services. And to some degree, if those new services take off, they can leave behind what made them popular in the first place, uh, because they have the capital resources, they have the infrastructure to just sort of mess around, try new stuff. And their, their market share is, um, you know, is pretty insulated. Like, they would have to catastrophically fail at a product launch. There'd have to be a major scandal. Something would have to go terribly wrong. Finances would have to be in complete disarray. But otherwise, if they maintain some steady revenue, they can branch out, try new products, and, you know, slowly transition their business model. And I feel like that's what we're seeing with Microsoft. Like, personal computing obviously still wins Mm -hmm. for them. It's their bread and butter. But all the different choke points in internet access that they wanted to have a monopoly over, right? Which, you know, I'm not just saying anecdotally, like, they're the major tech company that has a history of uh, antitrust suits against them. They wanted to be the tech company. So they wanted to, you know, have a bottleneck for software development, for the computers themselves, for the internet access, and you've seen really what has worked for them is the computer. They've left behind internet access that has been basically completely taken over by uh, Google. Google now uh, runs the show for any sort of access to the internet. Facebook, you know, is, is similar. Um, and has, you know, purchased Instagram and expands into other social media ventures. Amazon expanding into cloud services, which is where it makes a huge chunk of its revenue now and actually runs a loss operation on its retail. So you see a trend here. They get established with a a business model that allows them to drive out competition and become, uh, you know, almost invincible, in one chunk of a market and then they use that influence to retain their spot in the market mm-hmm. and then branch out and try other things where they could find relevance and success. Works for some things, doesn't work for the other things, but I think we have to acknowledge like, the only reason why they're even able to Transition like this and completely restructure their business model in what feels like, uh, you know, five years. I guess yeah, that's like a time to prepare. But in the grand scheme of things, is not that much time. Uh, You know, they can do this because of their size, their resources, and um, you know, I I think it it should keep us focused on. At least in the browser market, but I think just more generally in all of the different markets that impact uh, big tech today, how are these companies retaining their influence? Why are they able to? And you know, what does it mean when one company has sixty-six percent, if not more, of the market share for you know X product, X thing? Is their product really that much better? Mm-hmm. Have, we be- have we been conditioned to use the product? Um, are there really alternatives that are uh, useful at all? And, um, you know, what does the market and the consumer have to trade for using a platform with that much market share? So I think those are the big questions we should be asking ourselves as we step away from this story. But it is interesting to see Internet Explorer just, you know, uh,
1: get that that death kiss goodbye. <laughs> It is now a part of our past, Daniel, and it will stay that way. Totally. Totally.
0: And, uh, you know, I think for these other companies, uh, the value they see in browsers right now is just to remain relevant in the space. Like, I don't think Firefox uh, or Microsoft or even Apple with Safari really has, like, any chance of reaching uh, Google's dominance here. And with the way Google continues to grow and add new services and embed itself in different aspects of your internet experience, I think the consumer has been conditioned to value uh, operational efficiency and, uh, interoperability now. That's a big one, right? You want all your things linked to all the other things. That's the big new trend. I mean, it's not really that new, but, you know, it's exciting. It's cool. It's easy to be able to just jump from this Google thing to that Google thing, and your whole world exists on Google. Uh, So with that kind of convenience, I doubt Google is going to disappear anytime soon or lose that, uh, that leading market share. So I think, you know, like the question of what do tech companies look for in value from browsers nowadays anyways, uh, when the market still had some competition, it was, you know, we want to be the ones that are profiting off of the access point to the internet. If mm-hmm. we can profit off of the access point, huge, right? Because then, you know, everyone has to use that access point. Right. And clearly Google, uh, is winning that battle. Um, So I I feel like these other companies are just staying in the game to have some skin in the game, but none of these other companies, uh, I think, should be relying on their browser ever reaching that kind of size without some major industry shakeup because Google is relatively insulated because of its size and uh, capital resources now. So, you know, Firefox is not getting anywhere close anytime soon. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think Apple cares to get Safari that high either. So I think this is just sort of the dynamic that we're going to have for a while. And I wouldn't be surprised if Google continues to bleed its back end into other browsers to where, you know, eventually we could have just an entirely Google-powered internet access market. And, you know, there might not be any real competition or alternatives. So direction of the industry is definitely an interesting one and one that we need to be keeping an eye on
1: yeah no i i totally agree because you can very easily see how google has um entered into the territory that microsoft previously held so it's uh right it's a very curious situation for sure this was a snippet
0: from business casual with daniel litwin and tyler kern your b2b morning radio show Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com industries.